Hey, welcome to the podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week, we walk through our experiences of M&A projects where we've been involved and we unpack the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our purpose is simply to leave you with valuable lessons that you can use in your M&A projects. And so let's not waste any more time and get this podcast underway. Hey, morning, Toby. How are you? Fantastic, Robert. Fantastic. Great Monday, beautiful sunny day. Yeah, what can you say? It's good. Life's good. Usual, usual Sydney, Melbourne differences. It's uh, wet over, (laughs) cold. Uh, Oh, dear. We are seeing some improvements in the COVID situation, so yeah. fingers crossed. Now, are we ready for today's podcast? I am indeed. Now, when we talked the other day, you were talking about TSAs. The only TSA that I know about is the one that you have to go past when you're traveling through US airports and they want yeah. to check your, your tickets. So this is a different <laughs> TSA, I'm assuming. It is indeed, it is. And of course, it's uh, nothing to do with uh, TSA as we're familiar with when you're in the United States. It's uh, TSA as in Transitional Service Agreement. And uh-huh. it's something that you most likely have come across if you're in a situation where you're divesting part of your organization. Now, right. and, and perhaps I'll sort of back up because um, TSAs do feature very heavily when it comes to carving out a business as part of an overall divestiture process. And the reason why I'm talking about it now is that trying to predict what's going to be happening as we recover from this pandemic. But what I believe is that a lot of organizations are going to start looking at their core businesses and asking themselves, what do we keep and what perhaps we should sell off? And I think that's, and I think it's very much part and parcel to do with the fact that there, there will be a need to raise capital and fix the balance sheet because this has been an incredibly damaging experience for so many organizations to their business models and their balance sheets. And so a divestiture is a, a very effective way of fixing that and keeping those businesses that are core to you and uh, selling off those assets that are no longer core. Now, if you're okay. doing that, you will come across transitional services. Okay. Well, I've got to admit that it's not an area that I'm familiar with. I've, I've certainly uh, heard of them. I might yeah. call it something else, quite possibly. Why, okay. don't, why don't you uh, tell us what it's all about? What is a, tra- okay. a transactional <laughs> services agreement? A transitional services agreement, Rob. Oh, transitional services <laughs> agreement. Right. Well. Okay. A tra- typically, when you're when you're selling a, a business, there will be a share sale agreement where you are selling the shares of your business, and that's where you're actually um, selling those assets um, to whoever the buyer might be. But one of the vehicles that you can use to actually make this an effective process is through something called a transitional service agreement, TSA for short. And it is a legal agreement quite separate from other legal agreements. And what it does in a very simple way is it's, it's there to say, if I am the seller, I am selling you these assets, but I can't give them to you all at completion because it takes a little bit of time for me as the seller to separate them out and to give them to you. Now, you will have legal ownership of those assets, but what we will do is we will provide services so you have operational continuity until 
full separation. Right. Now I understand. So, so this is this is actually putting in place a legal document and contract that sets out those areas that won't complete within the normal deal frame. They're taking provision for things like systems integration and various other things that are going to be done over a longer period of time. Yeah, and there's there's a very practical reason that and that is that for for any kind of transaction the name of the game is very much about speed if you say for example you want to sell a set of assets you want to be able to sort of from the woe to go have a deal done within months yep Agreed. but we also know due to the complexities of so many organizations in an operational and a technological sense it can actually take several months potentially even years to actually really um, separate a full a business. Yeah. So a transactional service agreement is simply a very effective way of getting a business to sale, completing a sale, and then transitioning all those assets across. Okay. Now, one thing that's going through my head just listening to that is that yeah. I've, got this, I've got this vision in my mind of yeah. a 400-page legal document with all the usual lawyer speak in it. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that's not the case. Well, actually, but it can be the case. Um, this can be a very complicated exercise. And, and I think the reason why we're talking about it now, Robert, is that it can be potentially a bit of an afterthought because there is some intricacies associated with transitional services. And I have indeed come across one case where it really was a 400-page document. So it can be quite complex because sometimes when you're separating a company out and offering transitional services, particularly for a large deal, it can get very complicated. And that's why it's very important to give the notion of transitional services plenty of thought, plenty of analysis, and do it early in the piece so that you are prepared when you come to talking with the potential buyer and negotiating the deal. Yeah, well, I mean, you've, you've hit on one of my key points there, which is yeah. get it done early in the deal, because the last thing you want is be halfway through something and then suddenly, oh, hang on a minute, we haven't covered a TSA off. So, so I'm assuming there's some key steps in this process. You've said it's complex. Yes, it is. And I, I mean, by, by complex, what I'm reading is, you need to pay attention to the detail. And the part of the reason why this is, is a fairly complex um, exercise is that often sort of seller companies are not really in the business of providing services, something that's actually an internal thing to do it to an external party, which is what a transitional service agreement is about. You're actually right. providing a service to a third party organization. So that's a different dimension to things. And the other thing is that to be able to provide these sort of services effectively, you need to have the tools and the processes and the billing to be able to do it well. So there's plenty of hurdles here and plenty of things where you can easily slip up when it actually comes to putting together and delivering a transitional service. Okay. Now, I know you well enough to know that you've yeah. probably got a step-by-step -step approach to do this. <laughs> and, and to be honest, Robert, I'm going to keep this real, real quick. But the first I do... Before I go into this, I wouldn't mind telling a story, actually, because yeah. in a way, this sort of like, it sort of really exemplifies why transitional services are so important. So I, I was brought on to uh, manage an acquisition for a company, 
and uh, the transitional service agreement was signed and uh, came into effect on uh, day one. Now there were financial services being provided, IT services being provided, there was call center services being provided, and this was all being provided during this transitional period. And it must have been about a month, and we had the business running, and it had tens, actually probably hundreds of thousands of customers this business had. And it was happened on one day, and I think it was a Monday, and everybody came into work, it was all fine, and phones were calling and talking to customers. And then the whole business went dead, like the applications, the core systems suddenly stopped working. Well, it literally and, stopped Absolutely stopped working. And we thought, well, what the hell is going on here? And, um, and uh, so there was a suddenly thing, oh, what are we doing? We're down. We're not, we're not, we're not operating at all. And um, so I thought, oh, this is odd. You know, there's something wrong with electricity or there's something going on like there. But no, what we did was actually contacted the actual provider, the, the seller who you know, is offering these transitional services. So what's happened to the core IT systems? They're gone. And after sort of like half an hour, it took a bit of a while, and um, finally, they came back rather sheepishly to say, oh, I'm sorry, we didn't think that those uh, servers were actually needed anymore. And we were doing some work in our data center, and we just uh, basically decommissioned those servers. And I oh, thought, you did what? Good grief. <laughs> you decommissioned those? That, that was, that, that were live systems <laughs> you decommissioned. You just reminded me of a, I've had a similar scenario where yeah. halfway through an acquisition, yeah. The communications company that was providing all the mobile phones and the, the switchboard and everything just stopped. Yeah. And and nobody could make calls or anything. And it was for the same reason. So I, I can understand. <laughs> so, well, anyway, it was a bit of a shock. <laughs> and yeah. Now, fortunately, fortunately, they didn't wipe this. They just merely unplugged them. They didn't actually wipe anything out, which is which is thankful. Yeah. But, so, so there was a bit of an emergency work done in the uh, data center, and um, they managed to plug those servers back in, and we're all up and running. Mind you, that was an outage period of uh, nearly a whole day. I, yeah, these things don't happen overnight, and yeah. you've just been, you're lucky. Yeah, now the interesting here, of course, is that there was a considerable amount of lost business. We're talking real material loss of revenue here, and it comes down to what's in a transitional service, and and defining clearly roles and responsibilities, who's providing the service, how do you make sure the service is being provided, and how do you make sure that you yeah. have 24 by 7 service levels? And so I'm telling the story this is just simply as an example. That, because if um, you think about it, when you lost those systems, yeah. yes, you were lucky. Yes, they got them back up again within 24 hours. Yeah. But that, that may not have been the case. You you could have been faced with some real serious issues there. Indeed, indeed. indeed. And it's, it's an issue there because, uh, unfortunately, in this particular case, there was an element of trying to get some legal recourse. I don't think it was entirely successful. But anyway, that was a story, and I think it was just a reminds right for me and I think for anybody listening that uh, just how important transitional services uh, are. Things can go wrong, not yep. in an operational sense, but also more broadly in the services and making sure that things are moving smoothly because you really want to maintain a good working relationship between the buyer and the seller because until you cut that umbilical cord, you are connected. So it's important that when it comes to handling money, when it comes to doing IT functions, whether it's to doing other functions on behalf of the buyer, you need to make sure it's a professional service. 
Uh, so very briefly, the key steps, and I obviously there's a lot of detail here, but I'll just go through it very clearly. The steps, if you are in the position of actually uh, preparing a transitional services, the first thing you're going to do is define what those services would be to manage continuity from day one. Actually start listening out. Not that complicated, I don't think, but remember that there are metrics associated with them. So in other words, having key performance metrics against these so that yep. there is a service level. And this is an important one, you know, this is a service. And making sure that what reasonable means, what commercially reasonable means, what best commercial efforts can mean. In other words, what legal recourse or what financial recourse you might have if the service was suddenly not made available. As I said earlier, I'm, this isn't my area of expertise per se, but I'm imagining yeah. that you would step through this at a functional level. So you might look it at is. finance, then you look at finance. Sales. Sales, yep, yep. indeed, yep. indeed, and it goes it. on. Got yeah, it. so anyway, got to define what the services are. So you're managing continuity. <laughs> and then yep. secondly, making sure you understand the scope of those services. So to say that when you do a service, you mean this, but not that. So yep. in other words, be, have that clarity, because this can be, again, an, an area of great confusion. So it's critical that whenever you're putting these things together, that it is quite discreet in terms of those services that are being provided so that there's no getting the wrong end of the stick and from, from the buyer's perspective as to what they're getting i'm beginning to see that how complex <laughs> this process <laughs> or, or how carefully you need to step through this so yeah. you do you do and and again there has to be service level agreements uh, so so make sure you've got auditable service levels so when you're providing the service, what is the SLA? What's the expected level of service that yep. you would be getting as a buyer for this service? Yep. Yeah, and so it's important. And then the next thing is obviously making sure what the service duration is. Now, some things might be short and short, like for example, it might be marketing services. Now, perhaps the transition time for that might be a month or two. But yep. if you are transitioning an, an ERP system, well, depending on how big it is, like SAP, <laughs> I've just I've actually just been talking to a client today before yeah. you and I started this talk yeah. and they've got a transition of a business system yeah and, and it's planned over 2 years it, it it's going to go on yeah at least 18 months beyond the merger integration yes yes well I've certainly had experience with this before when it comes to um, SAP um, because they can be very big systems indeed involving a lot of people and a lot of countries so it gets complicated so yeah so uh, service levels in the duration of the services is key depending on what that service might be yep. and of course that, fl that flows on the next thing is actually making sure there's no, no sort of regulatory or compliance issues in terms of providing these services you know? uh, yes <laughs> well, do you enjoy well, all this yeah you like all this complexity here i mean this is not a this is a fairly um, well, like little exercise we're talking about no, here. No, but it's, it's interesting because very often regulatory and compliance requirements yeah. sit a little bit outside of what the actual service is because it's yeah. often in compliance with a third-party regulatory body. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great to define the scope. It's great yeah. to define that you've got service-level agreements. It's great that it can be audited. It's great that what the duration is, but yeah, you, you've also got to remain legally and regulatory compliant. And so of course, I, the other thing is that you need to be contractually compliant. For example, if you're providing okay. IT services, make sure that you have the, the rights 
to provide yeah. those services. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No? And so they well, got that extra complexity. So, simple level, but just simple things like software licenses and the contractual responsibilities around those. Hmm. And it goes on here, Robert. Then there's a costing. And this is where it gets a bit complicated again, because you don't want to make those services too cheap or inexpensive so that from a buyer's perspective, they say, wow, well, this is great. We, <laughs> let, let, let's make the transition period longer. Well, I, hadn't so, about, <laughs> I hadn't thought about this, but you're right. It's transitional services. So it, it's not like a standard service cost. Yeah. You, you're arriving at some sort of charge, cost, whatever, yeah. that enables the transition to take place. But it, it, it wants to be, well, the word I always often use, is fair and reasonable. It's got to be fair and reasonable, but also one that actually encourages for both sides to actually end this uh, services agreement as soon as you can. Yes. So yep. both companies can go their own way. So generally speaking, you might actually have the services at, at a reasonable level and not too much markup. But if you increase the services or if it goes over an extended period of time, then you make it more punitive. In other words, there's an extra incentive on top of everything to make sure that you actually do separate the two companies out and end the agreement. Because to be honest, it's in both parties ultimately to actually end. Separate. The, yeah. the transitional service is yeah, to separate fully. Yeah. And I think finally, there is one final thing, and that's just governance. I think from everything I've explained, Robert, you can see how complex that's, this can be. Yeah. And ultimately, there needs to be oversight to make sure the buyer and the seller are sitting in the same governance setup, making sure they're talking, they're understanding and acknowledging how those services are being delivered when should those services be terminated? Because some of them will go earlier than others. And also the charging of it as well. So that basically it's a professional and amicable relationship between the two parties while these services are occurring. So certainly what I've just picked up from listening to you is this is a complex mechanism and you yeah. need to pay attention to detail. But essentially, it's a mechanism where it wants to be set up in a way that both sides are encouraged to want to complete it and end it sooner rather than later. Indeed, indeed. And, yeah. and so then you, you want a governance process that manages that because th this isn't something you want to prolong. It's, it's there for a reason. It's got a job to perform, but you want both sides to get to the end of this quicker indeed indeed okay yes got it got it so yeah I, I went through some key points but i think maybe if i just make it simple again by bringing some fundamental lessons you know associated with this yeah, and that is that transition services really is a fast and clean way to exit a business so they're widely used and actually fact, I think out of all the investments that occur out there, but you'll find about potentially about 80% of them use transitional services one way or another. And so I think for the seller, it's got some really good benefits. It means fast sale, you get your capital raised faster, and we're talking months, not years. It's less pre-deal work, and it also, because it takes less time, it means you can push your focus back onto the retained business, which is really where it needs to be. So it's a fast way of doing things. And for the buyer, it's very good as well because it gives them greater flexibility in adapting the business to its needs. It offers an opportunity for knowledge transfer, so critical, and operational support, you know, so yeah. that they can 
get the knowledge and understanding how the business works and its operational complexities over that time. And the other thing for the buyer is actually indeed the negotiating tool. And so transitional services can be, along with the um, share sale agreement, be a way of negotiating an outcome that works well for both the buyer and the seller. But like all things, there are downsides. And so what I say is this, don't make transitional services an afterthought. I think Robert just what I explained here, it is complicated. So it yep. needs a lot of analysis, thought and analysis upfront. Next thing is, and this is a downside, understand what it means to provide internal services to an outside party. See, some, a lot of organizations, it's not, not what they do. You see, this is, you see, so, so it's actually quite different. And then if you are providing, you know, if you provide services, you need to have the systems and tools and the processes to, in order to do those services, like billing, like, like KPIs and, and, and tools for reporting on. So there, there's quite a lot of machinery that you have to put together in order to provide those services. No, Toby, this has been good. Uh, I've actually learned something today through this. Uh, I mean, I mean, what I you think it brought, sounds a bit nerdy, to be honest. What you brought to the table is yeah. structure. I mean, yeah. all, all the mechanics you've talked about, I've experienced as part of mergers and acquisitions in the past. And we've always yeah. had those sort of bridging arrangements for dealing with certain things like IT systems and various other things. But I, I've just never really referred to them as a TSA. Right. And I've, and I've got to tell you, I'm not going to go into it here, but I'm sitting here thinking with horror about some of the scenarios I've been involved in where this sort of thing's come up halfway through the deal. Yeah. <laughs> what you're talking about here is, no, 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 this needs to be done right up front. Quite early in the piece, early in the piece. It's part of the carve-out exercise. You want to be able to do this, like, as soon as you're, say, for example, putting together your the um, financial statements for this um, carved-out business. You'd want to be actually be thinking about what you're going to operationally carve out, but also what you would not carve out until who the bar is, because you don't want to take too much time doing this. You make sure it's a fast and clean uh, sale, and also you know provide those services, the things you haven't separated out ahead of time, and you do that after the sale has been completed. Brilliant. I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Uh, that's uh, that's, a, that's a great topic, Toby. It certainly made me stop and think. I've certainly learned something from it. So thank you so much for walking us through. Okay. And I think we should close off. We're going to be back next week with another podcast. And I think it might be my turn next week. I'm not sure. We shall look. But um, <laughs> it's been a pleasure as always, Toby. And let's just sign off and say bye for now. Goodbye. <laughs>